Welcome to the Bluebird Uncaged podcast. We are a collective whose mission is to bring hope and dignity through dance. We believe art shapes culture and want to steward our gifts with wisdom and excellence to point people to Jesus. From hosting festivals and live performances to producing multimedia content to serving internationally, we seek to foster community among dance artists. We'd love to meet you and connect on our social media platforms at Bluebird Uncaged. But until then, enjoy today's episode. Hi, friends. Welcome to episode seven of the Bluebird Uncaged podcast. I am coming off of a weekend of our Hope Is Not Cancelled workshop with Magnum Opus Ballet and Saving Grace Dance Ensemble. It was a lot of fun. Probably the next best thing to being in the studio together. Hopefully we'll be able to do it again sometime and you can join as well. So this podcast today was actually recorded about almost exactly a year ago when Robin Goulet was in town setting a piece on Bluebird. And I thought it was only fitting to go ahead and release this episode because we worked together this past weekend. And you guys have heard from Abigail Henninger, the director of Magnum Opus Ballet. So now you get to hear from Robin Goulet. She's been an amazing friend and mentor and just a great person that I'm so grateful to have in my life. And I hope you enjoy her story and learning from her as well. Today we are here with Robin Goulet. She is the director of Saving Grace Dance Ensemble and the curator of the New England Inspirational Dance Collective. And we're really excited to have her here in Atlanta this week setting a piece on Bluebird. Um, But while she's here, we just want to hear a little bit um, of her experience and hopefully she's going to share some wisdom and encouragement for you guys. So Robin, thanks for being here today. Thank you for having me. (laughs) So just tell us a little bit about Saving Grace or... um, Yeah, we'll start with Saving Grace. Saving Grace Dance Ensemble was really developed out of a strong desire to want to create an ideal dance culture and community for myself and other dancers who needed almost like a safe place or a safe haven to go, take class, and have a safe place to rediscover the joy of their dancing. Um, As you know, the dance world isn't always kind and finding a space where you're going to be accepted and also your strengths are going to be uh, brought forth is exciting and it's also healing. Cool, Cool. It's a healing space for people. Yeah, so was there like a moment in your life that you knew that you needed to start Saving Grace or was there an experience that you had where that made you want to create this kind of space? So this is kind of funny. One of the things I said to my pastor many, many years ago was, I will not start a dance ministry, so don't even ask me to. (laughs) And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to saying exactly, (laughs) never say never. What I was really saying was, what I'm seeing going on, and this was back in the 80s, there were just interesting dance ministries starting to develop and they just weren't the same types of things that I wanted to be involved in 
and I was a new Christian. I, I came to the Lord when I was 25 and dancing with several companies. So now I felt a lot of pressure to be so utilitarian mm -hmm. with something I was already doing. So that was my first step. And then uh, long story short, my pastor, the same one I said, I've never, he said, we're going to get into small groups. And they are small interest groups. So if you're interested in motorcycle riding, you're in a motorcycle group. If you're interested in sewing, you're in the sewing club. Why don't you start a little dance interest group? And that's how it started. So oh. I agreed to that. I think he roped me in. Um, so I'm thankful that he asked me that question and I'm thankful that I said yes because that was my beginning. Yeah. Um, I did that for several years. We were a mix of adult and youth. In 2011, I felt led to make it all adults and create articles of, of agreement to become a nonprofit in the state of New Hampshire. My pastor gave me a thumbs up. We broke away from the church and other people, including Catherine Gant from Refuge, gave me a lot of confidence to do that. And uh, Steve Brooks was also a mentor during that process. And I met them both at Project Dance. Cool, cool. Yeah, I love how it's so organic. And um, God asked you to step out in faith, but still it was, this is just the next thing, the next thing that you need to do. Yes. <laughs> So you mentioned um, meeting Jesus when you were 25. Yes. How, well, first of all, when did, how did Jesus become real to you? And then secondly, how did dance and your new faith kind of intersect? Or did, what was that experience like? First of all, uh, this is really fun. <laughs> I was very annoyed with most Christians before I got <laughs> saved. I thought, don't you dare put that pamphlet on my car because, you know, <laughs> I'm a Bostonian. I'm from New England, so you don't, you just don't mess with people. Um, and then I was dancing with Granite State Ballet in Southern New Hampshire, and there was a woman there from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and she loved the Lord, and she was a dancer. And I, I believe that she was brought to me um, as a divine appointment because spending time with her, I was starting to learn more about her, which meant I was learning more about her faith and spirituality. I ended up in a tough position in a bad relationship. And when that relationship dissolved and I was devastated, she and many of her prayer friends were praying hard for me. <laughs> Um, and I can honestly say my salvation experience was so incredibly organic, as you say, because I just decided to cry out and I read some scripture. She had given me a Kenneth Hagen, <laughs> this is how old I am, a Kenneth Hagen track. Oh, well. <laughs> the new birth. And I read a couple of scriptures, and I can just share with you that Jesus showed up in such a real way. I was one person one minute. I visualized myself going through a doorway, and I slammed it shut. And as I opened this new door, it was nothing but light. And I was a different person. My family mm -hmm. didn't recognize me. I looked different. I, I acted different. I approached my life completely transformed mm -hmm. and it was almost overnight wow 
my parents thought I had a new boyfriend. Oh, no. And I thought, well, that's Goodness. interesting. I kind of did. You know, Jesus was just the lover of my soul. Yeah. And I just wanted to glorify him. And once I made that commitment, that was my whole being. And that's where the dance mm-hmm. started to change. So I continued my dance career wanting to glorify him. One thing led to another. And here I am. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Did you ever feel a tension between... Um, your faith in your art or did you think it it just wasn't natural I was quite fortunate in terms of material because I was either doing Nutcracker Mm -hmm. or a story ballet that did not put me in a place of total compromise and even the modern companies I was dancing with they were they were fine but I wanted more yeah and so one of the things I did to proactively cultivate that was I went to Ballet Magnificat summer intensive Mm -hmm. for two weeks and I had also opened a dance studio that same summer wow busy woman (laughs) I was very very busy that summer and I knew in my heart whatever I do with my dance I want it to glorify the Lord and so I think in general, seeking out other people to shadow mm-hmm. and let them mentor you and kind of just stand back and watch. Mm-hmm. And so I credit Kathy Thibodeau and um, Randy Flynn, mm-hmm. Steve Rooks, Catherine Gant and Cheryl Cutlip. Mm-hmm. All those people really kind of said, well, I'm doing it this way and I'm doing it that way. And they were like, find your way. Yeah. What is your unique, just like Bluebird, mm-hmm. what's Bluebird's unique, you know, pathway? And so that's been really exciting to see everyone collaborate, but everyone has their own spoke of the wheel. Yeah. Yeah. God created us all creatively. Mm-hmm. And when we try it, we just need to walk in that creativity that he put us in. Yeah. yeah. Did, do you ever feel like there was a low point or any challenges? One of the biggest challenges you've overcome in your dance career, physical or spiritual, well, emotional, the human race, you know, <laughs> I think developing and cultivating relationships with other dance companies in such a way where you are adding value wherever you go, um, always being humble and watching the Lord transform and change you and teach you lessons. Mm-hmm. Every season has brought a little bit of tension and maybe a little bit of a problem, but then he shows me how to solve it for the next year. So it's just like the rest of our lives. Uh, We live and learn, Mm -hmm. and he's so faithful to teach us. Uh, We get less and less stressed out because we know, okay, here's a new lesson coming around the bend. Mm -hmm. Um, So... Yeah, I mean, that's that's there just like it is in normal life. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, what, so, Robin's in town. She's setting a new work on Bluebird Uncaged. We're not sure when we're going to perform it yet, but you will see it eventually. <laughs> um, so just give us a little bit of your background as far as training, and mm-hmm. then moving from training to choreography, where do you pull your inspiration from? Well, this choreography, I, I love being a choreographer, but I didn't really set out to, to do that. I studied with a wonderful ballet teacher in Medfield, Massachusetts, 
And even prior to that, um, my next door neighbor was a ballet teacher and I wanted to learn ballet and I was sort of a, not one you'd say, oh, do you take ballet? Uh, My mom kind of chuckled when I said I want to take ballet. Um, So between the neighbor and this Medfield School of Ballet director who was beautiful, her name is Julie Fajardo, she was a fantastic ballet teacher. I went from there, I auditioned for the Boston Conservatory, did not think I would get in. And I remember, and this is a long time ago, I remember getting my acceptance letter (laughs) so vividly. (laughs) Four years there and achieved the Bachelor's of Fine Arts. Uh, And then from there, I danced with Granite State Ballet, MJT Dance Company, North Shore Civic Ballet, several other smaller companies, all the while landing teaching jobs right out of the conservatory, mm-hmm. even during while I was there. And it was during my time teaching and being responsible for choreography for year-end performances and recitals that I realized I enjoy this and my pieces would stand out. Uh, I did a little bit of choreography at the conservatory and I was encouraged to keep tapping into that. We had a very tough composition teacher there uh, Erica Drew. <laughs> she was very, very demanding, um, but she gave me a compliment once during the comp class, and it was the talk of the lunch <laughs> table because compliments were not given out. So I thought, wow, you know, why don't I just let this happen? And really, it was teaching the recital pieces, and then uh, the more advanced pieces were showing me that. I have a little bit of a knack for it, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So what was that transition like from dancer to choreographer? I or did you ever feel like you went through that transition? I loved it. I absolutely loved it. But whenever I was dancing in something, I could never choreograph. I was either the choreographer or the dancer. Mm -hmm. When I started Saving Grace with the mix of adult and youth, I didn't even... I didn't have the passion Mm -hmm. starting out. I would just choreograph things for the Easter program, the Christmas program. And, you know, I was giving good effort. And the Lord spoke to me and said, I want you to dance in this company (laughs) and I want you to give it your all. Wow. You're not giving it your all. Right. (laughs) But if you dance in it, you will. (laughs) So, I mean, I think that's just human nature. Yeah. And I was more afraid back then that someone was going to say oh you just want to feature yourself mm-hmm. that's always one of my fears as a choreographer <laughs> I never and then I, I thought I, I, I don't want to choreograph and how am I going to do this so I decided to just go for it and then as I grew my family mm-hmm. I learned I can multitask if I have three kids asking me a question at the same time, you start learning the multitask yeah. thing because I really am a one-trick pony. So it was very exciting to me to respond to the Lord's word, mm-hmm. go do this. And, and, he, and what I heard, the impression I received in my mind and in my head was work this company, mm-hmm. work it. I want you to work this. Yeah. And I was afraid to because I thought everyone was going to think, certain things about me so he removed the fear 
which is why I encourage people, don't wait for an invitation. If this is your heart and your soul, he will take care of you. Just go for it. Yeah. Don't be afraid. Yeah. So, so um, Robin's pieces, they, they have a really wide range. Like one of her pieces that I've seen has a, a kiddie pool on stage with water. <laughs> <laughs> and then another one, what was it? The one about the wrestling mom. Oh, like, Confessions of a Wrestling Mom. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my favorite pieces. I love it. And then the piece that she's setting this week um, is, is more of a modern and lyrical feel to very instrumental music. So where do you get your inspiration from? I would say when I'm approaching a commission, mm -hmm. I like to collaborate mm -hmm. with directors and say, what what's gonna work best for you? And I would say a theme. I start with a message. What is the message? Then I'm searching for music and then we're trying to synergize movement, theme, and music together. There are times where I find a piece of music and go, oh, I'm so inspired by this. Confessions of a Wrestling Mom obviously was based on an experience right. with my son, who's a wrestler, which completely changed my life. I mean, why would I bother? Um, having out-of-body experiences, watching your child do sports is any mom can relate right. to. I just happen to pick the sport my child does. But every mom that has watched that piece is crying, saying, oh my gosh, I think you've captured the emotion to it and right. I, I love it because you intercede for your child like nobody else mm -hmm. so it has a that inspires me too yeah yeah cool so do you think that um you say each of your pieces has a message a specific mm -hmm. message that you would want to portray it's so important to me i would say the overarching message of all of my pieces personally mm -hmm. is that when the audience is watching they're moved in mm -hmm. their spirit or something transforming occurs in their life mm -hmm. by experiencing the piece whether it's I feel closer to God I feel closer um, you know spiritually I feel closer to my community I sensed a healing I you know just had some kind of movement in my, in my soul mm -hmm. um that's really important and also the dancers are having their own experience within the piece yeah that they experience with one another something really special whether it's getting closer to the lord or feeling the holy spirit just really stir them up and you're changed after mm -hmm. you walk away contemplating or just thinking about something new in your life so yeah. We talk about all the time how dance goes places that words can't. And I, that's one of my favorite things about dance is that it transcends language. And I think God can really use it to to speak. It's a beautiful way to communicate. Mm -hmm. So one last thing. Do you have um, any advice for young dancers? I'm going to say for the young dancer... Always keep training, but keep your options open. Mm -hmm. Many, many times we say, that's it. I want to be a ballet dancer and nothing else. And the dance world, including the Christian and an inspirational dance world, is very plural. And you want to be as diverse as possible um, and never compromise your own personal standards while doing so. Yeah. 
Thanks so much, Robin. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Bluebird Uncaged podcast. For more information about Bluebird Uncaged, including tickets for upcoming performances, joining our online community, or how you can get involved in future Bluebird projects, visit our website at bluebirduncaged.com.